Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. The arrival of spring is a time of renewal and anticipation. And as we move from the cold winter months into a time of growth and new beginnings, it's the perfect opportunity to rekindle relationships with clients and colleagues alike. I'm Robert Curtis. I'm the host of the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have a guest. She's a member of my team, our team that we work interacting with clients on, Julia Fallon. She's somewhat new to our team within the last year, but we brought her on to help with the financial planning process. She's actually the person behind a lot of the software we use for extensive financial planning and diligence. This is an area I used to do extensively years ago. It's a very time-intensive process. It took a lot of time, and I, it's times got away from it just because of the challenges on my time. We brought her into the team. She's been immensely helpful. A lot of the software has been dialed up or upgraded to, to answer these questions for clients. It's kind of the marrying of technology, high-tech, high-touch that we employ in our process. But having said that, I want to introduce Julia. Welcome, Julia. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me today, Rob. I, I really appreciate it. And I thought it'd be great to just briefly talk about the process of going through this cash flow modeling. I want to emphasize that the cash flow modeling is known as the SEIA Wealth GPS. And it's a very fluid document. So it's not just one static document that we look at one time. It, it's We can continually update it. And this document is, as I mentioned, cash flow modeling, and it incorporates really a very holistic approach to evaluating a client's assets, their liabilities, their income, any goals they may have, their tax status. We get all this information and we generate out these various cash flow reports. And I think for many of our clients, the, the main purpose of these reports, as I called it, the SEIA Wealth GPS, is to really measure longevity risk. And Rob, you have a lot of years of experience dealing with clients and, and making sure they do not run out of money in retirement. I, I thought maybe you could talk about uh, what longevity risk really is and, and how you you define it and you, you assist your clients with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm kind of in a living laboratory of it. I, I've, I've been doing this for 25 years now, and I'm really fortunate to work with second and third generation clients. I was on the phone this morning with the third generation. He's with the U.S. Air Force over in Belgium. He's the grandson of a, of a client who's 92. I've also working with a gentleman right now. He's 102 and certainly has not outlived the money, but is just a giant topic. We, we've been through this with folks. That whole space, we could have an entire podcast or, or a few. That is really a fascinating area because as a population, the, the lifespan is increasing. 
And there are people as crazy as it sounds talking about people living to 110, 120. We have an obligation to think that through. There's some amazing stuff medically and bioinformatics and information and things like that. So we don't need to go deep into that. But I do have a lot of experience working with people across a lot of different age spans. And so I know one of the big things is you can put assumptions into the software of someone's going to make it out to 85, 90, 95. Maybe we can extend it out to 100 or longer if need be. Those are conversations we'll have with the client, trying to get their family history, their sense. But uh, didn't didn't mean to go on too long there. But yeah, it's it's a fascinating and frankly, it's a very dynamic. You use that term dynamic versus static. It's it's really changing for society. And you look at how these public pension systems, social security and all that, there's some big issues going on there and it's really changing and insurance companies and actuaries are really trying to get their hands around it because it's all changing in a in a profound way. So we think about that, we'd have a conversation, we'll provide some guidance, may, maybe extend these timeframes out for additional safety but that's a really, really, really deep topic. <laughs> but that's a, a good point. So you could go on about that for a while. So I think the purpose of these cash flow reports is really to measure out how many assets are you going to have uh, in retirement and what is your income going to look like? And these these outputs really depend on assumptions as we were discussing before. Um, and one of the biggest assumptions, what is going to be the end of life date that that you project out? And Rob kind of mentioned that it, it really depends on the client, right? It depends on your health. There's sort of a number of variables that can go into that. But I think we like to pick a longer date uh, to be conservative, to make sure that you have income and assets to live off of in retirement. Uh, other assumptions that are, are really important are what's what's a an average rate of return to use for the assets that you currently have? What's the right withdrawal rate to use? And uh, other assumptions that are important are what's what's inflation going to look like? And these these inputs can have a pretty big effect on the output of the cash flow report. So I think it, it's good to really kind of think through these assumptions. And to me, it's a very collaborative process with the client. I, I like to make sure they understand the assumptions that we're working with. But these are kind of the main uh, points that we we focus on. Um, that after we kind of develop our assumptions and we get a sense of what the client's assets and liabilities are uh, and their income and what goals they may have, what money they'd like to bequeath to their children, we, we try and model out their financial picture. Sometimes clients also have questions about when, when's the right time to take Social Security or uh, should I be rolling money from an IRA into a Roth? And how, how are the proceeds from a sale? How would that impact my tax situation? So this, this cash flow modeling can really help us answer some of these questions. And I think it is a very back and forth process with the clients, but I, I think it really helps to, to paint a picture of what retirement is going to look like. And that's, that's one of the main benefits of this whole process. Robin, now I know you have a lot of experience doing this kind of thing. Did you find, what kind of benefits did you find? when you were working with clients, uh, modeling out their oh. financial picture? Well, well, a lot of, yeah, a lot of scenarios you can address. Like, should we, should we be doing a Roth conversion? Should I start to take social security at this point or that point? What about an inflow, like an inheritance or something else, a sale of a property or something is expected? Those can all be modeled in 
Another question, I mean, I think most people's primary question is, will I have enough to, to survive through my life? That's that's the major million-dollar question. Also, can I retire? Can I retire at a certain date? Should I retire? We can, I mentioned inflows, you know, what if there's some consulting income? All, all these things, th- those are really good questions that I run across. A client asked me the other day about a Roth conversion, and we can actually model that. And I, I did want to say on the, on when I did this so much, I understand exactly what you're saying around all these assumptions or what you put in for inflation, rate of return. It's it's really kind of mind-boggling because those are important drivers. So there there is software and recommendations as what is expected to be used, but we might have our want to have our own conversation and somebody may live longer than someone else. We're in a period of rapidly rising inflation that that is different than the past history. So we need to think all that through. But these are all things that clients will ask, and now we can model out as best as possible some guide with some good probabilistic thinking behind it to give us an answer. So hopefully that kind of gets into what what you're asking. Yes, and I think actually you mentioned that some of your clients ask about when's the earliest you can retire. This software actually has an optimizer in it that you can, given a certain level of spending and a, a certain level of income, you can actually ask the the software to tell you what's the earliest date of retirement. Or the, the, there's also an optimizer for what is your maximum retirement spending, um, given that you want to have a 100% probability of having assets at the end of your life. Um, so there, there's a lot of good information that you can glean from these. Yeah, I uh, had someone ask yesterday, They the... The, his spouse had gone back to work per diem as a nurse, but they then learned this was starting to impact their social security. So, so <laughs> these are things you might model. Does it even make yeah. sense, right, for her to go in, or is she cutting that off? Yeah. Yeah, would that reduce their benefit? Yeah, and there's also various with, withdrawal schedules that you can generate. And you can figure out what what the withdrawal rates are going to be. You can get schedules of what income taxes are going to be in the future. Um, it's it's kind of nice to illustrate it for clients. It's a, an easy way to read how how your tax situation may change in retirement. And I I think it's there's a lot of really good useful information that can be generated. Uh, and you want it to be very relevant and applicable to clients. So there's you can get pretty deep in the weeds with some of the the output from these models, but I think it's really important to have that conversation with the client to make sure that what you're generating for them is is understandable and and really relevant to what they want to know. So, and I know you have a lot of experience working with these models, so I was kind of curious to ask you, Rob, about how the financial crisis really impacted the financial models that you were generating with your clients. And now we're quite a few years away from that, yeah. that tough time. And it, it's kind of interesting to see that during that time, there was so much volatility uh, in returns. But today, if you go back 20 years, the average returns of the S&P are above 10%. So even with that huge period of volatility, you still have positive returns. And so I'm wondering, what, what do you think the impact on the models were with sort of these big crisis periods? That's, that's a really, really good question. I lived right through it. I worked for Merrill Lynch at the time, and they were absolutely giant, and they practically went under, if not forced into a government 
situation. So it was pretty traumatic, to be honest. But everyone was a little freaked out by the extent of 2008. Yet it did, things did recover. So it's hard to be in that moment. That's why we're trying to to move the lens out and take a, a broader picture. But, but, you know, the reality of it's not just laboratory stuff, planning a software. You're really, you mentioned all these conversations that are happening, and it's really a, dy- a dynamic process. It's not static. I, I think oftentimes, as I've done this now 25 years, sometimes people get over-influenced by short-term impacts. So I think there may be people who completely change their behavior there's people who never, ever got back into the market or, or an allocated plan after 2008. Not, not always the folks we work with, but there's a lot who just completely went away from that and probably, probably really harmed themselves and missed a big opportunity. So it's really difficult in the short run. I, th- I think what you're asking, would you change these assumptions? I'd, I'd probably stick with the longer term things because history has a way of sort of normalizing these things. We're, like again, inflation is now up six, seven percent. Prior models were looking at it at a much lower rate. So it, it was a really impactful period. Anybody who just used that, I mean, the reality of it, this crash that happened was in 2008 and by March of 2009 things had bottomed. So, you know, it was a short period in history, things came back. I think of other moments that were really really traumatic, the beginning of the lockdown, right? In COVID in March 2020, was it 2020? I'm losing track of the days. It's April 23 right now. You know, huge drawdown. The world became very clear there was going to be this major pandemic and lockdowns, and then it it recovered very, very quickly. So we even saw large drawdowns last year, 20%. In the beginning of the middle of the first quarter this year, we saw a banking crisis with the number 16 bank in the country, Silicon Valley Bank Corp, not considered strategically important. Uh, it went under and had to be rescued. And there was some others that went down, uh, a Swiss bank, Credit First, Swiss Boston, et cetera. So, so these short-term events, I, I would still take a longer view on things and look at long-term averages and not be too influenced. A lot of people, then that's part of our guidance and our advice is just giving them perspective. I mean, I had someone yesterday who was newer client we've we've engaged in Texas and had a great dialogue so far. Super concerned about China invading Taiwan and everything's that's a big, huge political issue, geopolitical issue. The market doesn't like that. We went into that, but but as a process, what I've learned is is uh, and I've talked about this in prior podcasts. We really try and focus on what's what's most important to clients. It's sort of like these concentric rings that are interlocked. What's most important? We, we want to be super clear on that. And then what we can meaningfully control. And where those two interlock, that's really where we as a team focus all of our time and attention. So if it's if if it's important, we're surely going to focus on it. But if it's not in our control, being inflation, a global invasion, that kind of thing. You know, we're less, we're going to be mindful of it, but we're going to focus on what we control and what's important. That's where clients live. So we, these, these 
conversations where running software were answering questions, but as I think you were starting to allude to, and you've you've been through a number of these conversations and processes with clients, people really kind of bear their soul and tell you what's really important for their family, their their jobs, when they want to retire, their recreational interests, what they want to be doing, what they're most concerned about. You learn a lot in these contexts that help guide you into how you allocate their portfolios and how you sort of give holistic advice, as you mentioned prior. So that's probably a super long answer to your question there, but all those things get baked in together into a lot of people hear the news and react to one thing or another. So it felt very, very, it was a seminal moment in my life and my career. And I hope I never lived through another one of those 2008s again, because it was traumatic. We lived through 9-11 too. I remember working that morning and I was in the office super early at 6 a.m. and seeing the manager in the office running around and freaking out because planes were flying into the, the World Trade Center. And that just seemed... So so we're trying to just give overall perspective. We're not downplaying those events, but they are extreme. And sometimes there's amazing opportunities that come out of them. So as time goes by, it just becomes easier to put the perspective and the lens. And sometimes you've, you can literally see history uh, repeat or rewind or other things you remember. Those were different situations, but in some ways they, they maybe were similar of others. So... Yeah. Well, and, and I think they reflect the volatility that you experience through history. But if you focus on the long term, you see the you you see the at the market always going up and you know that you have to be in it and you know you have to stay with the plan that you set because it, it just comes back. Uh, and I think the, the process that we're talking about with the SEIA Wealth GPS, it really forces our clients to also focus on their spending because you do kind of have to come up with how where is my money going all year long and how how am I spending that and and you you kind of have to be deliberate about it to think through because essentially time is money you know how am I spending my money how am I spending my time and is it is that how I want to be spending my time do I want to retire early or maybe I want to retire later but just to to be more mindful I think about where your money is going and where you see yourself uh, down the line yeah, hundred hundred percent. I mean, a lot of it really comes down to client outputs. We, I think, we can get pretty good returns over the long term. That are, but most of it is the really bigger drivers are what they're putting in. If they're contributing to retirement plans, saving money. If they're overspending, right? That's not going to be a good prescription. And a lot of it is more their drivers from making them aware. And and what I noticed in the process after, and I don't know if you're seeing this as well, but there there's these inputs, but there there's only so many levers, right? I mean, there's there's obviously the assumptions around inflation, rates of return, but spending is huge. So can they cut back or do they need to cut back? Income, controlling taxes. All these inputs, the, the longevity, when they leave work, what, what they do, but their contribution and their spending are absolutely huge. And a lot of times what I found was we just provided a really good model for them to give us the input and tell us what's important and where they're at. We're not here to create magic. It's got to be within their comfort level. 
But sometimes it came down to very simple choices. If they couldn't make it or it wasn't going to hold up, then we had to say, what do you want me to change about this? Do you want to cut back spending? Do you want to put in more? We, we can move the assumptions, but we, we can't control those. Those are just on inflation, rates of return. We can change the allocation. But usually it wasn't the allocation that much. It was more... It was kind of more of their inputs. We would just want to pair them with the right model. And we, you know, we might have to illustrate something if they're not comfortable with any risk, how they might risk not accumulating the savings they need. Or, or maybe somebody is exceeding what they need because of their expenditures are not that great and they're growing their wealth. Do they want to give something away charitably or, or give it off to some, some, adult children or the grandchildren make some gifts, we can model that in as an outflow. What if you could also do all these things, but not put yourself or your longevity at risk Would that? Is that something you'd like to do? And would you like to see that ahead of time? So I don't know if you've run into that or, or helped someone through that. Yeah. It, well, actually, sometimes they're happy conversations where their spending levels have been very low and they're very conservative. But, you know, they're, they're looking at retirement and they can actually afford to spend a little bit more uh, in retirement. And that that is kind of a fun realization that they come to that, hey, listen, I, I have been working all my life and now I've got this nest egg spend down. And um, I feel very confident even with the spending rate that I will have enough going forward. So um, I think it's just good to have a realistic sense of what your spending can be. It's It's liberating. It's really liberating for the clients. I mean, I've had so many interesting discussions there's there's a woman we started working with again you know the last year and we were putting all of her um you know statements together and getting a clear picture and the the theme of the podcast is the you know the millionaire next door the overnight 25 year success story so i mentioned she was introduced actually by another advisor to us but we started working and i mentioned how you know she's a millionaire and she said oh no you know i'm not I'm not a millionaire. I don't, what do you, you know, I said, you know, without giving away names, I said, well, I'm looking at your statements. There's seven figures here. You are. And she's like, wow, I never, I never really thought I'm like, there it is. There's the number. And it was very big moment for her. You know, I, I remember another conversation. This has come up so many times, but a client I had gotten really, really comfortable with and We'd had a lot of conversations. He was working very hard for a nonprofit, a really talented guy, accounting background, and their board was changing over, and there was a lot of frustration. He'd bared a lot of a lot of just sort of work angst to me. And you know, it finally boiled to a head once where he, you know, we ran through the plan and he's, you know, he didn't want to leave, but he was pretty frustrated. It was, I felt like it was his stress levels were really high. And he's like, I just want to get to a level where um, I hope this doesn't get bleeped out or deleted, but he just called it my, my FU money. Okay. That's literally what he said. And I've heard other people just refer to it that way. That's, it's a more common thing. Look, I don't want to leave. I, I mean, I do want to leave, but I, I just want to know I'm okay. And I want to know I can leave on my terms. And if, if I just lose it one day or can't live with certain thing or I'm trading time for money or it's impacting my health. I can walk out of here and be good. So um, we've seen a lot of those cases. Another one that stuck out was someone who was uh, 
very talented, very successful with his career, you know, an employee in a high level, high pressure situation, sort of looking to get out of there. But we ran all this and sort of convinced him if he stuck it out for two more years, he was going to be in much better shape. And um, he did. And he left that. He's now been a consultant ever since. Much, much happier, much less stressed. But I remember him saying, I remember you guys telling me, you know, I needed to hang in there for two more years and then I could exit. And that just made every day over those two years so much easier because I had an end goal in mind and I knew what I was working towards. And it just helped with all that, the anxiety, the stress around it. So those are, you know, that's what we really value is those kind of conversations, helping people on those levels. I don't know if you're seeing that or, or interacting on, I'm, I'm assuming you are or starting to. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, the, people want to spend their time um, in a way that really optimizes their life, because really that's, that's the, the biggest currency is your, your time. And, um, you know, to, to be able to, to have that freedom to know, you know, maybe if you're in a bad situation, um, to, I can make that change. Be okay. The, these models can help illustrate that for you. And um, there, there's just a lot of freedom that comes with that. They can. And I, I can remember times, too, that was shot. You mentioned that sort of optimizing their life. But I, I and I don't know if you've run into this yet, but seeing, you know, husband and wife or a couple come in and they go and then um, and you're asking these questions or trying to get them to position to optimize their life, which is but, you know, it's how they're defining it. Right. It's whatever they want. If they want to take this many days per year, or do this or you know, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes there was these couples who just looked at each other like we've been, to, you know, we sometimes they're really clear on what that is. Sometimes they're like, I have been working so hard for so long at this job and um, raising kids. And you know what? I, I never really had time to think about it. And they're looking, they're like, we might have to think about this. This is really important. I've just been busy for the last 25 years. And I don't know if you've, you've, experienced that yet um but that was very very um yeah and liberating and we got to it but literally having them look at each other sort of like that is a great question we totally need to think about that but um i've never had the time yeah i think that for me at least with my experience which is a little a lot shorter than than yours of course yeah a lot of people are coming to us sort of at the brink of retirement and just saying am I going to be okay? And it's background or, or at least some financial modeling to help back up a position for retirement. And a lot, of course, depends on spending. And the, the client has to be very, very honest with themselves about what their spending is. And I, and we can set an inflation rate, but we have to be mm-hmm. just thoughtful about really what is the spending? Because I think a lot of people sometimes just lose sight of it and and it's, it's hard to be deliberate about spending when you're trying to just survive sometimes. You're living through COVID, you've got kids, but th- knowing those numbers and seeing how they interact with with your assets and yeah. potential social security benefits coming in, the, the, the interaction between all of that with taxes, it can really help you understand your financial picture a lot better. And so I think that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to paint a picture for the client and show them what we see and, and give them a level of security with taking that that leap into retirement. Ab- absolutely, and they're not comfortable without it. But th- that's a, that's a very common one. This is sort of the culmination of many years of working experience, 
we can model it out, get them really, we, you know, a lot of times I'll encourage folks, sometimes they're right on the verge of that, but sometimes they bring it up. They've kind of future pace it. They're thinking about it. Or sometimes we proactively ask, what, what are you thinking about here? We sort of prep them maybe over a period of several months, a year, et cetera, just to make sure that's all in place. They're in a good position. The I's are dotted. The T's are crossed. That kind of thing to give them the confidence to literally hand in that letter of resignation at, the, at that point. Super satisfying. They go out feeling confident. It sounds like that's what you're describing right there. But anybody who's contemplating that, please let us know. We can engage you in that. That's something we've been doing. We have tools and software. I, I know you talked, you were telling me about some of the amazing tax capabilities of the software. Yeah, you, you, you can really designate um, the streams of income as how are they taxed? Even some of your expenses, you can indicate whether or not they'd be deductible. Your mortgage, you can run an amortization schedule and, and you can deduct mortgage interest, you know, based on, of course, there's, mm-hmm. it depends on how large the mor- mortgage is and yeah. you've got various other deductions like SALT. So the, the software really is pretty robust in how it, it looks at the tax situation of the individual and, and just various ways to, to model out different mm-hmm. I, I guess, different scenarios where, hey, listen, maybe it would make the most sense to do a Roth conversion if I expect to live to a certain date, or hey, maybe it wouldn't make sense because I don't expect to live that long. And it's just, it, it's interesting to think about, but you can actually generate a real number with the cash flows and, and to really see what what your tax situation would look like in the future. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad you're on board and helping clients with this because it, it is time consuming, but it's super, super value valuable. It gives them a holistic picture. We can ask a lot of questions and or bring up issues for them. Sometimes they read things, so we can model that for them. When in in the end, I mean, it it really is a dynamic. It's not a static process. I, I can remember back in the day actually producing a book, a three ring binder with this thing. But the reality is that that would go up on the shelf and sit there and it needs to be something that's interactive because things are changing all the time and we can feed in the current values and the current changes. So super excited you're doing that. And uh, I guess any, as we kind of start to wrap up, is there any other thoughts you wanted to share or sort of salient points or anything you feel really worth sharing? It'd be great. Great to hear from you. The main takeaway for me is how customizable this is, that it depends on each client. Mm-hmm. What are the needs of each client? What goals do they really strive for? And and that's the great thing about the software. It really, you can customize it for each client and you can get them the information that they want to see. Um, and maybe there's a standard report that everybody would like to see, but some some clients are really curious about what their with, withdrawal schedule would look like. And others don't really care about that. They want to see how their assets will grow. So I, I think that's the great thing about the software and this process. Yeah, it's personalized. Everybody might might take a little bit something different from it or certain certain points might be more important or people have different different worries or just things, humps they want to overcome and they want someone to help objectively guide them through a process of illustrating what that could look like. And and this is putting a lot of data in. It's just too it's just too much for one to sort of do in their head and come up with a number back of the envelope, right? <laughs> it needs to be all baked in with all the tax laws, yeah. <laughs> all the 
to run it out with probabilistic yeah. all the with markets fluctuations it's a pretty good guide and and we can run them through we can run them through different scenarios and back out make the time horizon longer make the rates of return lower the tax rates higher if you think they're going up and they probably are well, those are all things we can we don't know for sure but we can model out and give them an image of correct yes yeah and again it depends on what the client wants to see and we tailor it to what the, what they really are curious about and what's really important to them that's great that's great well again going back to my point of what's mo- what's important and what's most important to them and what we can meaningfully control so it's it's a process we're happy to engage anyone we can have a conversation around that I think and then hopefully some of you will get to meet Julia if I can certainly bring her into that process very invaluable or we're very grateful to have her on board with her her expertise and all this dedication to that and well I'm, I'm happy to be here and thanks again Rob appreciate it if anybody does want to get in touch with us you're welcome to reach out call my office send me an email you can find us seia.com signature estate and investment advisors I have a bio there I'm on LinkedIn Facebook I can be tracked down if someone wants to reach out I'll do my best to respond I can certainly put you in touch with Julia we can have a conversation and if if anybody's really laying awake at night or these are deep concerns for anyone please reach out and we'll do our best to to give some perspective and sometimes we can just give you some pretty good ideas based on our experience other times we'll we'll run it right into the software to to give additional guidance and perspective but thanks thanks everyone for for tuning in we appreciate it have a great spring and we'll talk again soon Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.